Welcome everybody, I'm Misty Burrell, the owner of Mindful Living Wellness Center here in Salt Lake City, Utah. A place to bring intentional healing and balance through physical, mental, and emotional care. Our goal is to help you in your journey through education of self-sustaining tools such as talk therapy, life coaching, emotional wellness, mindful yoga, and any variety of healing and wellness. Our purpose for these podcasts are to share information about staying well, however that may look like for you, our listener. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Please Wash Your Hands. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm Misty and this is Dory Old. Today we're going to talk a little bit about, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about self-empowerment. Mind control. Mind control. Controlling your own mind. Tell us, oh, I like that. Oh, I, I actually really like that. I think that would be really cool to label it mind control. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about what mind control looks like, Dory. Mind control looks like you have a thought coming in, thought creates a feeling, and you're having a reaction, you're having a, a um, feeling bad, and then you take that and turn that thought around and you put a thought in that you want to be having that's actually more accurate and creating what you want with that feeling and creating what you want with your life. So I have to tell you, when I came in to Mindful today, I was a little frazzled. I had some frustrating things happen on the drive over. I had a lot on my plate. There was an overwhelming amount of things to do in my mind. I hadn't sat down and done what I typically do and write out my to-dos or whatnot. But either way, I was at a level of frustration and in a really bad way. And Dory said, let's, let's go over here, let's sit down for a moment, and we're going to get this out. And I resisted. I resisted for probably like 20 minutes. And then finally, I'm like, okay. And I went over and it was the most amazing thing for any of you listening that has access to what Dory does. Oh my goodness. It completely changed my day. Uh, there's a saying that she told me and Dory, tell me what that was about being in a creation mindset versus the not. <laughs> Well, what I look at is the difference between competition and creation. And um, so there is no competition. There's only creation. You draw to you what what you want, and you draw to you what those people that are to be in your circle of influence. But also being from being in creation rather than reaction, mm. and uh, being in response rather than responding rather than reacting, and having that be what you want rather than just being run around by. It's running, you run it, or it's running you. Tell our listeners kind of what you did for me when I was in a little bit of a funk and you sat me down and did some pressure points. I did a technique that was it's called pump therapy, and it's called pump therapy because you're working with the acupressure points in the hand, and those acupressure points connect with your subconscious mind. So it's technically, it would be called a waking hypnosis technique because you're not going into a a trance state. And I had Misty say the, the feelings that she was having that were running her around and that was taking her energy down while she was shaking her head no. Because that's it's telling the subconscious mind that you that belief, that idea you want to remove from that subconscious support. And then I had her put in what she wanted and I helped her with some of the um, the wording 
and what do you want? What do you want to be feeling? What do you want to have? And then as she put her head up and down while I pushed on the points, and then that put in what she wanted. And then suddenly the energy just evaporated away of the old, of the energy drain, of the um, negativity, whatever word you want to call that. And she was starting to smile and she was feeling good. And suddenly she was feeling inspired. Ideas were coming in and that's creation. Ideas were coming in that weren't able to come in earlier because they were being blocked by that by the old other feelings. It was a true realization that uh, creation can't exist when the other uh, distractions and whatever's weighing you down are in your head. Um, so we've chatted a little bit in the past uh, about the mind and how we are in control more than we realize. There's a lot of conditioning that goes on, and this isn't new to many of you listening, I'm sure. But it's interesting when you sit down and kind of stop and think about it, the power that we really have over self. I think that's something that on my journey that I've been really excited about learning is just self and how much we are in control of than we realize. And I, I have to interject a little bit, I set my own thought, <laughs> with, um, I was told one time that there's no such thing as control. Because if there was such thing as control, then that means that there's the possibility of being out of control. And that leaves you with a sense of uh, panic and disorient, just very, uh, well, I mean, when you feel like you're not in control, you have a sense of loss and whatnot. I beg to differ with that. I feel like there is a sense of control and even if my wording is improper, when I was in here this morning and I felt literally out of control because I wasn't in control, in control of my mind, I was letting, I was reactionary. That was the opposite that you used, Dory, was reactionary. You can't be in creation mode when you're reactionary. So tell me what um, are, are your thoughts. Tell me a little bit of your thoughts on being in control and what, not, and what that looks like. And I actually want to disagree with you. Oh, <laughs> because I think there is a power over and a power under. So mm -hmm. someone can power over another if you are in that that programming mode that you believe that. And you can also be powered under and power over. Or you can step out of that pattern, out of that conditioning, and be power within. And I think that's what this is about, is power within. So it's not necessarily the word control, it's the power. Where does the power come from? Where does the I think it's where's the where's that the the power locus of control where's that power and the more you understand that you can have that power then the more you can work on that and the more ideas come and the more you can be in power it's when you believe that you have no control and you can't do anything about it that's when you feel stick stuck that's when you get in those out of control that's when you feel out of control there's nothing I can do and then you go in that spiraling of reaction and um, victimization, and, and that's a whole other that's a whole other pattern. But um, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but it's about knowing that we actually have more control than we like, and it is about practicing. It is about um, those areas that we practicing those areas that we know and that we have we gained that master we gained in those areas, and then expanding that out and expanding that out. And um, until you have the experience that you want. 
Wow. Well, that clear, that was a lot of clarification for me. And it makes a lot of sense because it's not taking away the feeling that I associate with the word with control, but it's taking uh, or giving more information to that feeling and with, with empowerment or lack of empowered or whatnot. I, I love that. I think that's great. So our title of this podcast is Mind Control. Let's talk a little bit about what that looks like and why we label it that. I think uh, it was kind of funny to mention or to label it mind control <laughs> because a lot of times that's where people's minds go of like, oh, I'm getting controlled. But what we want to bring to light is what that actually looks like um, from self and how you can be empowered and how you can actually be in control. Is, is that okay now that I'm using yes. the word control? Self-control. <laughs> Self-control. Uh, yeah. I, like, I like the word controlling within. It's just holding that focus within rather than having an outside influence. Not being over another person, not being under another person. It's just control within. And that's where you had mentioned uh, the lack of competition um, because you're not power over someone and you're not power under someone. Uh, or self, like you're, you're just not even you're not even comparing yourself to another. Maybe have two businesses that are very similar, but how you're doing it and how another person is, your frequencies, your intent can all draw different people to you, and so you have different. You'll have two different customer bases. That's interesting. Um, something that comes to my mind when we're talking about mind control and something that we had chatted about a little earlier was how the true. Uh, self being able to master and harness our own thoughts and what that looks like for this quote-unquote mind control there was a motorcycle so that's going to be in it <laughs> that's okay um so tell me a little bit about uh what it looks like to have that more empowered um you know our, our being in control of our own thoughts and whatnot well i think that we had a conversation the other day and i woke up very grumpy and I could feel that grumpiness, and I could feel myself in that kind of moody. And um, and then I, but I also knew I had things to do. I knew I needed to be creative. I knew I wanted to sit down and and um, work on some things, and I couldn't in that space. There, it wasn't going to be creative. And so I look at that mood and say, okay, what is it? What is? What am I feeling? A feeling, a thought. Excuse me. A thought creates a feeling. Any feeling we have, there's a thought behind it. Whether that thought came in really fast and we didn't notice, there's always a thought. And noticing that, am I in reaction? Am I in response? And I asked myself these questions. And as I sat there and asked myself, ideas came to my mind of what this was about. And then what I do, because I, I like to use my writing, I like to write things down because that helps me. I'm visual. I'll write down the thought, the feeling that I'm having, and what that thought's coming. And then I'm going to write a line. I draw a line in the middle of the paper. And then on the other side, I write a different, I, I turn that around totally opposite. What would be the opposite of this? And then I start saying statements of that opposite of what that is. And one of the best things to do is to start being grateful. That's one of the things that we talk about attitude of gratitude. And we hear many places about gratitude. But gratitude really is key to getting ourselves out of out of these places. And so I have the, so I look at the thought, turning that thought over, the one that I was having into the new thought, into the, I call it energy ad, 
You have energy add, which means it makes you feel good. You feel uplifted, energy drain, takes you down and um, makes you feel crappy. It makes you feel, um, you don't want to do anything. You don't want your, it's like slows down, kind of, you get kind of, um, in a funk. Muggy, kind of muggy. <laughs> you don't want to do anything. You just want to sit. Um, and I look at those and I think energy add is the truth. That's what I found for myself. When I'm an energy ad, when a thought is energy ad, I, there's that part of me that knows that's why it's going into uplifting is it knows that it's the truth, whether it's my soul, my spirit, whatever, however you want to define that. There's a part of me that knows that statement's true and it brings my energy up. And there's a part of me that knows my, that statement is not the truth and it brings my energy down. And so it's like, oh, not accurate? Okay, I need to work on this on my, I, I can, I know it's not accurate, because it's energy drain, but I, I can feel I'm believing that. Okay, so I need to work on myself, turning it around and start saying the words over and over of the new statement and until I until I start believing that and feeling that energy ad and trusting because it's energy ad, I know it's true. And and then also that piece and then also the gratitude and finding anything you can, being grateful that for shoelaces, being grateful you have your coffee, being grateful that you have a place to sit, being grateful you have friends, Whatever, however small, you find something to be grateful and you expand on that. And that gratitude, what I say is when I'm in gratitude, I feel I am myself. I am being myself when I'm in gratitude. And that gratitude is so really, really important to just be every day focusing on that. And that does bring me up. And I start thinking about the different things I'm grateful for. And, and sometimes I have to do a longer list and to get me out. But then... It does get me out, and this is what I've learned to do for myself, so I don't stay in that in that um, frustrated or irritated or um, funky feeling that gets. It's really you can be in that for days and not get anything done. I mean, it just depends on your person. But why be in that when I know I can change it? I know that it doesn't mean anything. It's just a thought that's going on, and what I want is to be myself, my true divine self. That's wonderful. Um, it's extremely inspiring. I was listening and relating when I was in college, I would say even back in high school, I did some things I didn't even realize were beneficial. I mean, I, I knew that I could turn it around in my brain, but I didn't, as you were explaining these things, let me, let me tell you what that looked like for me. I would write down, per my therapist, to write out my feelings. I would write down thoughts. Sometimes it was in poetry. Sometimes it was just a list of things that were, you know, wrong. And I remember one list I had written down. I have a pimple on my forehead. Um, my friends don't like me. Like, like all of these negative things that were bringing me down. And I couldn't sit with that because I felt like it wasn't truth. And, uh, and okay, so going back to the pimple, it was like, I'm ugly because I have a pimple on my forehead. And, you know, I'd written out those feelings. And I went back through that list and next to each thing, I wrote down something else. And I did this completely subconscious. I didn't realize what I was doing, how effective it was at the time. But I wrote next to the pimple and how it made me feel ugly, but it will go away. My friends don't like me, but I do have friends that are kind. Or, you know, and, and I was able to, I just remember uh, that I was able to turn every single thing in that list around and I was so proud of myself. I went to my mom's. I seriously was like, it was anywhere between 14 and 16. And I showed my mom. And she was so, like, 
in awe. Wow, Misty, you did this on your own. And, and it's probably why it's stuck in as a memory because otherwise I would have just let it go and not realized what I had done. But I'm grateful to that. And then my mind pulls that as you kind of walked me through what this looks like. And I thought, oh my goodness, kind of a little cheerleader of, I, I can do this. I even did it when I didn't know I was supposed to do it. <laughs> but uh, it, it makes me more aware of how empowered our minds truly are even when we don't have the uh, proper instruction, um, when even maybe the world or society conditions our minds otherwise, we have it in us to be in control of our minds. It's almost like we know what to do. We just need the guidance and we just need the time to allow that these are the things that will bring joy and put us in a creationary mode. I think it's, we all need reminders. Because hmm. I was with one of my friends and she was kind of funk and been that funky mood and not feeling good. And she was talking to me. And then the next day I was talking to her. She's like, remember that thing you told me the other day? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. And cause we all, it all, it happens. And uh, we do have, knowing that we have the power to change how we feel is, is really empowering. What am I, what story am I telling myself? Mm. I'm rewriting a story or say it in a different way. Or I like what you said. It's like, it's only going to, this is only temporary. You yeah, know, this is this is it's happening right now, and it's going to be different. And how does that make you feel? It's like, wow, that feels really good. I, I can I can change my inner environment, and I can be happy, and I can feel good, and I can have joy. What it's simply finding those things that do that. And I think it's really interesting because I've heard often growing up, you are in control of your own emotions. And I often resisted that. I'm like, whatever, I'm feeling mad right now and I'm mad and nothing's going to change it or, or whatever emotion I was feeling. And I've realized over the last few years in my journey that it's true, but it's also like saying, you can make a cake. Hey, Dora, here, make a cake because you're capable. It's like, that's great. Um, how? So why expect ourselves to know exactly what to do to create, you know, these positive um, reaction or uh, outcome. Yeah, the fuck. Why, why expect ourselves to have this positive outcome from something we might not know how to do? Now, it might be in us, and we can uh, maybe relate to it a little easier or catch on a little faster because I feel like it is ingrained in our our self to be able to pull ourselves out or change our mindset. And sometimes it's allowing, it's the mindfulness. You allow things to happen and that's okay. And then you also know kind of how to get out of that. So going back to the little cake analogy, it's okay that you don't know what steps to take. And honestly, that's why Dory does what she does. I mean, right, Dory, you, you offer services to people to help teach them self-sustaining tools. So I was going to ask you, uh, when you came to me and we had met, and you did self-hypnosis, I'll be honest, my thinking, and this might apply to a lot of people, is back in middle school when the hypnosis came on stage and put everybody in, made them look like a chicken or, or whatever it was, right? We've had these introductions to, say, hypnosis. That's really not a true representation. When you helped me this morning and you did this, the conscious hypnosis when I wasn't under and you just helped me, um, that, that was... a an eye-opener for me and I I would love for people to understand that this self-hypnosis is a, a self-sustaining tool that they can use and not some silly 
magic trick. There are, as you were mentioning, in stage hypnosis, there are some benefits to that. There are some people who are having an experience that's different than they than they've had before, or they're watching people do things that they know they would never do on their own. So there is a benefit to show some of the power of the hypnosis in those stage shows. And there is a therapeutic that is also very, it's very powerful and there is no audience and there is no, um, if you wanted to uh, cluck like a chicken, you, I mean, you could do that if that's what you want to have experience. But it's, it is about healing and it is about helping each person have a, a better experience. And as, as I talk about these tools, I had my own learning. I had my own experience of having to be taught, having to practice. I'm still practicing. There's areas where it's easy to step out of a certain emotions and there's other areas where I have to work a little bit more because it's more ingrained or there's more meaning there for me. There's something that is not as clear. And so this is, this is an ongoing process for each person is, is you start one place and then you just keep expanding and expanding. And, I've had people tell me, well, you don't, you, you do hypnosis, you don't, you don't have any issues. And I said, no, I just know how, how to take care of them more. And there are places where I need to go in. There are certain times when you can do self-hypnosis and there's certain times when you need an objective person on your own behalf. And I still do those, um, those kind of sessions for myself when I need them. We all, it's like we all need each other and we all need help. And there's places where we can do things for ourselves and where we need to go in and have, and have professionals. I agree. I had the opportunity to speak with Aubrey a couple of uh, podcasts ago. We did an interview, and she had brought up the journey. And I, I truly believe that, you know, that learning and healing and wellness is a journey. It is not a destination. If you think that you've learned a great technique and now you're cured and you're never going to have a problem again, or like you said, you know, oh, you people say you must not ever have problems. We are human beings and change is inevitable, and dealing with those changes that come every day, they come our way every moment, is, I, I believe what you could say, that quote-unquote mind control, is knowing how to approach, and how to allow, and when to allow, and when to kick out those negative thoughts, and listen to your inner voice, and really start recognizing what's your voice, and what's outside, what's a social or a um, conditioned voice. And I actually bring that up. That's something else that Aubrey had talked about was listening to these voices inside and knowing what's you, you know, what's, what's your intuition, what's your gut, what's, what's outside. And like you had said, Dory, the truth, the uh, positive ad. The energy ad. Energy ad. An energy drain. Um, and really learning how to listen. I've, I've often uh, thought about listening to your own voice as learning a different language because I think everybody can relate to what's it like to learn a different language. Either you've done it, great, good job, it took a lot of time and training, or you haven't because it's really hard and it takes a lot of time and training. So I feel like learning to listen to yourself inside and learning to manage your own mind and go in there and and really understand yourself and know what it's like and what to listen to is like learning a different language because you have to practice doing it. It's, you know, we call it mindfulness practice. We call a lot of these uh, self-sustaining tools practice because that's what we're doing. We're trying to learn it and we're trying to apply it to our lives because it's not a destination. It's a journey and it's something that we 
continually want to learn. You're either in charge of your own life or someone or something else is. So it's your choice. Oh, I love that. Because if you're not in charge of your own mind, something else is running it. Something else is running. That's right. I love that. Dory, I'm so glad that we had the chance to sit down and chat today. And uh, if any of you who are listening are interested in self-hypnosis and the benefits of it, check out our website, www.mindutah.com. And you can see a little bit about how and what Dory offers or even schedule an appointment. She does do free consultations. Uh, you can also download our app, and that is the Mindful Living Wellness Center app on iTunes, or on the App Store or iTunes. <laughs> Thanks for having this chat with me. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and learned a little bit about what mindfulness looks like. Everybody, have a mindful week. Mm-hmm.